going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on episode 77 of the podcast, in week five of our Spooktober celebration, we are talking about the 2006 mockumentary Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I got excited. I was like, elbows, bitch! And joining us from the Flicks and Friends podcast is the wonderful Dustin. Welcome, sir. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It all depends on the final, you know, when I edit this. (laughs) Yeah. Just edit in an applause sound. Yeah, that's too much work, Dan. I already okay, do very minimal. No, editing. no, no, please. I'm not. I'm not trying to get you to do more. I was just. A, it was a suggestion. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> welcome to the show. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on. We've been talking for since I think pretty much since you started your own show not too long ago. Not too long, um, yeah. Which uh, which I want you to talk about right now. So, who are you, and what is your show all about? Well, I am Dustin. I'm one third of the Flicks and Friends podcast. We basically just comedically break down movies chronologically uh we are like you said we are very new uh, episode 16 comes out on monday uh infancy and we just shoot the shit uh but we do have common friends because I've, I've heard you guys are friends with uh, the movie dumpster fellas yes and and that's where i got my uh my uh my foot into the podcasting game yeah they, that that was the reason i kind of um like looked into you guys was uh joe was sharing all of your your stuff like when you first started out i was like oh well i mean if joe the is you know rec- recommending something i'm gonna look into it uh, oh, yeah. you know we love the guys from movie dumpster over here uh, they joined us you know for an amazing episode and they joined you for an awesome episode about pumpkin head dude that movie was so back. fucking fun to talk about man it was so fun so such a, such a great episode i mean all of your episodes have been have been great uh you just uh, your latest one is paranorman correct yes no and werewolf by night we did a what? special feature on werewolf by night right. right 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 yeah uh but uh paranorman i love paranorman so i just remember that one vividly yeah yeah i forgot how much i actually really enjoyed that movie uh up until re-watching it for the show well, yeah so... actually oh go ahead dan Oh, I was going to say, for once, I actually was on it. Not like our last guest. Sorry, um, other Dustin. Yeah, we are few and many. Like, the, when you guys were, when I was listening to the last one, and you guys were like, Dustin, I was like, yes. yes. Looking around. Is this the future? Am I there because, already? <laughs> because I think in my entire life, I've only met four other Dustins. Fair. Okay. That's, yeah, that's interesting. crazy. Yeah. It's always a Justin. I knew two yeah. in school. I knew two Dustins, actually. Yeah. Uh, weird. Weird. We've had a Justin on the show as well. We had Justin yeah. from Epic Film Guys on the That's show. True. So it's it's crazy. We just we like to get everybody who has names that sound very similar. The well, Ustins are here. Yeah. The Ustins. No, absolutely. <laughs> She's making fault. The Ustins. <laughs> um no, I was gonna say I actually uh, usually when we have a guest on, I try to do research. And I actually did. I got I got on I was on it this week, unlike last week. And while I was burning a field down. I was listening to the podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> was it the Pumpkinhead so, episode? Because that would have been perfect. <laughs> no, it was not the Pumpkinhead episode. It was, it would have been great. Uh, there is a personal story behind that I will not include on the podcast about burning said field down. 
Uh, nothing of value was lost. Just want to let you know that. That's good. Um, it was Beavis and Butthead to America. Oh hell yeah, dude! I, that, that's another one. Like, and that, that's a, that's one of those funny stories about movies because my grandma is who got me into film. Period. <laughs> but when I was a kid, me and my older sister, we tricked my grandma saying, "Yeah, mom said it was cool. Let's uh, go fucking see Beavis and Butthead," and she took us. Apparently, this was the second time that you had done it's, this. I mentioned yeah. it on the show. <laughs> yeah, the the first time was the faculty. No, that's what oh saying. yes. Yeah, so we, we uh, actually, my dad took us. So I would have been. What did that came in ninety six? So I'd have been ten when that came out. Faculty? I was no, 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 no. Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, Beavis and Butthead. I was seven. It's yeah, so I was baby. Dude, it's, it's phantoms. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But anyway, I was just—I was just saying because I mentioned I was like I was just scrolling through. I didn't realize you guys were so young. Like I just like went through yep. like the first few ones. I was like, oh, be just somebody. I didn't talk about that. Movie. I heard heard about that movie forever. My dad took us to the theater when that came out. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, that, that, that was just my choice. I was like, be just somebody. This is the one. This is the one that's gonna seal me on the show. Yeah. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. It was it a lot of fun. Sounded like it. Yeah. So. We are here to talk about a little movie that Dustin actually picked out because we've uh, everybody that we've asked to be a guest on the show. We just said, hey, you get to pick what movie we're going to talk about. So there was actually two that you kind of we kind of went back and forth about. But I am happy that this was the one that you decided to go with. And that is, of course, behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. A movie that really isn't talk talked about very much. Not even really in the horror community. And to be honest, the only reason I know about this movie was because of Dead Meat, which I'm wearing yeah. a shirt. Same. And I, I remember watching The Kill Count, and that was about the the only... I feel like that's the only way I would know what the, that this movie even exists. So shout out to Dead Meat, as always, as we reference them all the time in our episodes. But uh, tell us a little bit about your history with this movie and uh, what it, you know, what it means to you. Yeah, so I've been a Leslie Vernon fan for a very long time. Uh, I remember I was in high school around 2006, 2007, and that's when Trick or Treat and Hatchet came out. But all of those were Anchor Bay films. And they were all like trailers on each movie. And then when I seen the trailer for Leslie Vernon... I was like, fuck, that looks pretty cool. And I remember getting mad because I was like, oh, it's found footage. And then I started appreciating it more because I understood the meta it was going for uh, within, within itself. And then all of the cool little cameos and Easter eggs and everything that's in it. There's a lot. If you guys, when you, if you have any written down, like we'll talk about. But oh, yeah. uh, there's a ton of cameos, Easter eggs, and shit like that in this. But I, 2006 is when I became a Leslie Vernon fan. So you were in it from cool, the beginning. So yeah, you're an OG. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's awesome because I, like I said, it just it's not talked about. Like even today, I feel it's never talked about. Like you'll see it on some lists here and there, but I just feel it's like, especially. I mean, we're going to talk about our, our thoughts on this movie, but spoiler alert. Like I it's a good like this is a very good movie and I just don't I'm very disappointed in just the reception that it, like not reception because actually got a good reception. It just disappeared. Yeah, is this the first time all three of you have seen this? Yes, yeah. in full. Yeah. Like I said, I've watched Dead Me. I watched the Kill Count, yeah. which shows a lot of the movie. So like I sure. knew what I was going into, but like seeing it from beginning to end, yeah, this this was the first time. Nice. Yeah. No. This um, it's becoming a little more, I guess, cult classic because down here in Florida we have Spooky Empire, 
which is like our yearly um, haunted convention. So like it's actually it was just this past weekend, and I'm starting to see a lot more Leslie Vernon's there. Uh, but like I said, I've been a fan since 2006. Before we get any further, I'm gonna. I I, I figured I'm gonna. You know, for my refreshment for the day, since it is Spooktober, I feel I got another pumpkin beer that I'm going to drink during the episode. And I thought I, sh- I thought I'd share it since we I do. Um, I was on a, a a beer podcast before, so I figured I'd I'd do what they do. It is a pumpkin ale with real pumpkin, by the way. I had to say nice. this. It's not fake pumpkin, everybody. It's real pumpkin from Smutty Nose Brewery Company Company in Hampton, New Hampshire, which is I think it's only like three hours away from where I live. So, and I'm going to drink it out of this beautiful trick or treat mug that I just got from Spear Halloween today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I drink it out of a glass? Hell no. I drink it out of a mug with Sam's beautiful pumpkin head on it. All right. Yeah. There we go. That's all I wanted to do, guys. Sorry. Sidetrack everything there. You can listen to the pour as well. Oh. So is it? Is this a different pumpkin ale or is it the same? Yeah. The, I was going to drink the. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, spill. What have you done? <laughs> what have I done? Okay, sorry. You've, cri- you've christened I've, the episode. I've derailed. <laughs> I've derailed it already. Not that anybody derailed. should be surprised Shut by that. Your... Not, yeah, I was going to say, not surprising. <laughs> if this was a Tommy Boy episode, this would be great. Carry on. So, I want to shout out, before we get into like the behind the scenes and everybody that's in this movie, I was looking, so I usually go on Wikipedia to look up some of like c- certain facts. I know Wikipedia's got its, you know, people can edit it and all that stuff, but that's how I get my box office and actors and all the little tidbits here because we don't do excessive research here i just pull things from different sites and there we go or i watch some behind the scenes stuff i don't go into too much of like deep research on movies but uh the thing i wanted to shout out was the poster that they have on wikipedia for this movie this thing is awesome i don't know if you guys have seen it but i i mean i'm gonna post it on the in the video so it'll pop up here but it's a really cool like retro like old texas chainsaw masker style poster if you go to wikipedia i hadn't seen it before i've only seen the 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 one that is literally anywhere when you looked up this movie yeah so yeah this movie was directed by scott glosserman now this man has four credits to his name his first being a movie from 2001 called no escape prison rape as an associate producer well, right. it's a documentary. It's a yes, documentary. yes, I, yes, I, I, I know. I most actually, uh, two of the four movies that he directed were documentaries, doc, actual documentaries. This is considered a mockumentary because it's not real. It's like The Office or those type of shows. Uh, then in 2006, he Office did. This isn't real. It's not real, everybody. No, you can't Michael tell Scott doesn't this. exist. In 2006, he directed this movie. And in 2010, he, because we were speaking about Wikipedia, he directed a documentary called Truth in Numbers, Everything According to Wikipedia. There you go. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then in 2011, he directed a film called The Truth Below, and then he disappeared, and no one has heard from him since. They're still looking for him today. Just kidding. Go to this website to find out more information. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) This movie stars Nathan. Is it Basil? I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I don't think so. Great in this movie. Has done nothing. He's done some spots in TV shows here and there throughout his career, but really nothing to the stature of Leslie Vernon. 
and it's very disappointing because he is a standout in this movie. I think he does a great job. Uh, uh, Angela Goffles, who played, what, what was her name? Taylor. 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 Sorry, I'm terrible with names. She was in, she was in Home Alone. She played one of Macaulay Culkin's sisters. Did you know that? Dude. Nope. She was in, she was in hit movie Spanglish. Holy fuck. <laughs> I think she she's the one that wants to get burnt like a crisp, like a lobster. Like they were talking about going to Florida. I think I that's who that is. They I, that I would redhead sister. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't think I've seen that movie since it came out. And wow. I just remember going, what, what is this? This isn't See? funny. Because no. it's Adam Sandler, and you're just expecting. Oh, oh I, was about, I was talking about Home Alone. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Like, we're talking either. about Spanglish. Oh. I know. Oh, I see. We're talking about Spanglish. Oh no. She was also oh, in a movie no. called Porn and Chicken. Nice. Sounds like a movie great, I'd write. That's a great I'm just name. Let you know. I don't know what you're like, like damn, we need a name like Porn and Chicken. Oh, fuck yeah! I love it. She she had a small part in Jerry Maguire. Hmm. Uh, she also was, she did not return for Home Alone 2. She was recast. I actually don't have a clue if that's the actual truth behind her. But another person did a really good job. Scott Wilson, who is well, I think, well known for The Walking Dead. He played Herschel Green, one of the main characters. And of course, unfortunately, he passed away in 2018. Yeah. He also uh, had a recurring role in CSI, the original CSI. But he has been in the in the heat of the night, in Cold Blood, The Great Gatsby, Dead Man Walking, Pearl Harbor, just to name a few. He was was he in, ever in a horror movie in the past? Like, like as a notable thing, like I, I, I didn't know if they picked him for that reason. I have no idea. He's on Robot Chicken. That's nothing to do with what we're talking. He was in. Uh, he, he was in Monster, which was the. The one about uh, the one with Charlie Theron who played the serial killer. Yeah, uh, but it was Eileen, felt like it, that Ramos. happened. Who the fuck? Yeah, that yeah. that happened like thirty minutes away from me, like the actual wow. location. Yeah, he was in the host. Was he? Oh yeah, apparently I do, I do, see, I do see it. Yep. Who the fuck does he? That's wild as shit. Listen, everybody sucked that movie's dick when it came out. I think it's a little exaggerated. I don't think it's quite. This is the dude that went on and did uh, Parasite. Same guy. Yeah. 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 That, I, that moved the host. Really cool kaiju. I don't think it's that great of a movie. It was all right. He also did. Um, what's the train one? The one where it's like a post-apocalyptic world where the it's had Chris Evans with a train going through. Like everybody Double lives on a train. No, Snow, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Don't. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the episode started off right. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein plays a part in this movie, which is awesome to see. It was her last role. Oh, yeah, I heard that. And then, uh, of course, Freddy Krueger himself, Robert Englund, who is referenced. Like, I love that in this movie, Freddy Krueger is referenced. And then Robert Englund shows up as a completely different character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's referenced a couple different in a different couple different ways, too, which is pretty tight. Oh, so, so, so funny. So this was premiered on March 12th, 2006 at South by Southwest. What? what? Parker. Kane Hodder was in the movie. Oh, that's Come right. on, he man. Make a ca- I was getting there. There's going to be a surprise in the plot. <laughs> you ruined it. It's all your fault. Good <laughs> job. I don't give Damn a shit. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> You're making us look bad in front of our guest. 
I just want to make a scene. I'm sorry. I'm just showing my ass because company's here. All right. <laughs> oh man, that's true. So that's yeah, true. it premiered at South by Southwest. It has. It actually got pretty good reception. Unfortunately, it, it just didn't. They weren't able to really put it in many theaters. It only made about seventy thousand dollars total at the box office, which for an indie that's film, nice. for you know, I, I know it was on VOD, which is was was super early in its time and then uh it really i think that's one of the reasons why it's not talked about much because it just it was so hard to get you either got the original dvd back when it came out or you had to wait until scream factory released it back in 2018 on blu-ray which i i need to buy immediately because i think it's on sale on amazon right now so how much is it you want to buy it's like 16 bucks we should get that so yeah it Scream Factory had a huge sale, so this was one of them. And it, after watching it, I definitely need to own this movie. Seems like it suffered the same fate as uh, the House of the Devil. Yeah, very similar earnings. Pretty much. It, well, I mean, it's it's indie filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, doing something that really had never been done. I know that when they brought like Robert England didn't get paid like anything to be in the movie. He they just asked him. You know, if he would do it, he really liked the idea of the script, came in. He, I guess, was a super nice guy, just did what he just enjoyed the hell out of it, especially with the fact that it's very meta to yeah. the horror genre as a whole, especially the most more focused on the slasher genre, which which is which is awesome. And we'll get to that more in detail when we get into the plot. But let's talk about our feelings on this movie after our latest viewing. And we're going to start with our guest, of course, Dustin. After watching this movie, whenever you did recently, what are your thoughts today? I'm behind. Uh, the I love it just as much as I loved it when I viewed it in 2006. It's one I used to down here in Florida. We used to have a uh, I had a job at a place called Movie Stop, which was similar to GameStop but with movies. And whenever someone would ask me, "Hey, what's a good scary movie to start out on?" I'm not really big into horror. I would always suggest this movie. I'm like, what it does is it breaks down the genre, and there's nothing too scary about it, but it lets you in on starting to understand it as a genre itself. And I watched it last night. My wife watched it with me for the first time, her first time, and she loved it. And she doesn't do she doesn't do scary movies at all. Like I have to wait till she's in bed to watch anything, or I have to go to the movies by myself. Mm. So it's just unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I like I loved it then. I love it now, and I'll love it until hopefully they make a sequel with a budget. Yes, please. I'd be nice. Yeah, there has been talks about a sequel since the release of this movie, but I guess there was a script written about ten-ish years ago. But I guess the director, the original director, s- stated that the scripts were too out of date based on the way the horror the way that horror, the, the horror genre is now. So they pretty much had to scrap everything. So hopefully one day it would let, we got that, to, oh, sorry, we got that comic. We got, we got that comic book run from them though. Right. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like we got, yeah, there's a comic run. It's not long, but um, same deal with like hatchet and Holliston, all that stuff. We got super cool comic run. Oh, that's that, yeah. I definitely need to look into those comics. Dan, we're going to start with yes. You. Teacher, we're gonna we're gonna, st- <laughs> we're gonna start with you. Pay attention, damn on- it! <laughs> oh, sorry. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Parker. No, you go ahead. What are your thoughts on this movie? Do you not oh, know how this goes? Well, I don't know if this is a cross examination. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm just talking to my ass. Um, not, I always. What am I not? I thought the movie was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I kind of knew it was about like same thing for you. I watched it on Dead Meat, but it was so long ago. I didn't remember most of the movie. I, I, I like the cast. I did not realize how this film was made. I didn't realize it was made along the same veins as you know the House of the Devil. Like it being like that kind of really. It's a, a I would say a, I guess a bigger indie movie but not really as far as any movies go maybe i don't know it got made it looked good i mean it looked fine for what it was i don't know what the what, was, what did you say the budget was or do we it was one? i can't find where the budget is on this movie I, obviously it's probably not a lot we can no. safe to assume it's not a lot but i thought all the people that brought in for actors were were, were good they did the roles well uh even the dumbass stoner or the the meat fodder kids cannon fodder kids those were okay it's fine whatever uh but like the main group like the filming the whatever reporters or college students and then leslie vernon and people he knows i thought was good i thought the movie was filmed great it it even though there wasn't a whole lot going on it's not just people fucking around it's he's explaining the process of how everything works and then how the ending was done and the one thing is oddly this movie's not really violent with that violent at all like most no. like there's very little blood the kills are usually done kind of like interesting camera angles so you don't see a whole lot for the most part but uh no i, I it's a great movie i definitely I, I agree with dustin i think it's a great starter if you're like wanting to get into horror because it's not really scary there may be one what, maybe one or two jumpy kind of moments maybe but they're not even that bad I don't really even remember any. I'm just kind of trying to cover my bases here in case somebody calls me out on it later and says I was a liar. But uh, it's good. It's a good, really good movie. You should watch it. This movie deserves more love. Kind of like, you know, The House of the Devil was a pretty decent movie and Phantoms, another movie that just doesn't get appreciated. It's just kind of fell out by the wayside. So that's it. That was that too competent? No. <laughs> just, wow. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I'm in rare form tonight. Sorry to you guys and Dustin. So. Go ahead, wife. So I don't remember watching this on Dead Meat. I don't. I've never even heard of this movie. I think we watched it with. I think Victor and I watched it without you. Yeah, because you guys watch them all without me. Um. How dare you? Yeah. So going into this, I didn't know what to think of it. I didn't even never even heard of it, so I didn't know what it was about. Didn't know. I loved it though. Hello. You good? Hello. You got a mouse. You got a ghost. It's my phone. Her, it's like what? Like app just sort of randomly going on her phone. My phone, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> it was like a rodent. And like, there's a mouse. What's it happening? It sounded like it sounded like water dripping. I was like, where's it coming from? It's my phone. I'm not even touched my phone, so I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. Uh, but yeah, I would love to watch this movie again. I thought it was great. I loved uh, what's his face, Scott Wilson, because yeah, I love good. I love Herschel. He's my he's my friend. <laughs> Not really. No, right. I was right. I was I was cried. Oh, I yeah. cried when he. Mm, no, 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 like he, he died in twenty eighteen. 
I know. I cried in The Walking Dead. I cried when he died. God you damn know. it, you spoiled. No, I'm just kidding. I'm never. Oh my gosh! Dead, if you so haven't watched it yet, then that's on you, not if, me. If you've listened to this podcast and that made you mad, please let us know. <laughs> I'm sure we've made you mad before now. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. I loved the humor. I loved how Leslie Vernon was. <laughs> I love some of the humor that the the way he told his stories and he was just like eh. <laughs> oh yeah I that's that, when i when i would explain it to people I would, that's how i would explain it either so would this happen or yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. yeah oh man i loved it i would definitely watch it again and i have to agree this movie is, was fun from beginning to end i love the I see I'm very hit or miss when it comes to I don't know you wouldn't consider this a found footage movie because it's more of it in the the in terms of a documentary but it's a mockumentary yeah. but I like yeah. the fact that it kind of switches back and forth between yeah documentary format and like an actual film cinematic yeah yeah and yeah th- like the fact that Nathan Basil and if I mispronounce mispronouncing his name, somebody yell at me. Uh, he is fantastic in this movie. He just steals every scene he's in. His line delivery is impeccable. The things he does, the way he reacts to certain things, especially like, for instance, he's in the library and he's, you know, he's setting up the whole, you know, thing with the girl. Uh, and he just goes paradise lost right here i was like it's so (laughs) it's so good it's so smooth and the way that he's like whispering to taylor like everything that's like he's that is about to happen or like the things that are going on and he just lives his life so nonchalantly like it's it's like yeah i'm a i'm a serial killer it's it is what it is you know it's my it's my passion in life (laughs) it's it's so good i just love this idea and the fact that we don't really see anything like this and you know i feel like why why aren't more people doing these type of films and why isn't this this movie talked about more it's such a it's so sad because it's so good and these actors deserved better and this filmmaker even deserved better because they really nobody other than scott wilson who had a career before this movie you know he was probably him and you know, you know, you had him, Robert England, and uh, Zelda Rubenstein, and of course Kane Hodder and his cameo. You know, they were established in the, you know, in the, you know, in film, and I think that's that should have also gotten more attention. The fact that like these people were in the movie is like, what? Please, hello. No one was screaming from the mountaintops. It's just where are the where's the love for this thing? Ah. Uh, I mean, it's sad that I didn't see it until 2022, almost. Yeah. What, what is that? What's that? What's that in years, huh? Is that 16? <laughs> About, yeah. Well, yeah, was it 2006 that came out? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the 16 years. So, yeah, it's it's a travesty. That's the word I was trying to think of. I couldn't, my brain wasn't working properly to find that word. It's a travesty. <sighs> it is definitely a travis. But I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, all the performances. <laughs> Everything was shot practically like it wasn't on a it wasn't on a set. This was all in like actual locations. Uh, I know that the 
location of what is the what's the town eden glen glen echo glen echo, glen echo yeah Thank it you, was yeah. actually it was supposed to take so that was supposed to be in maryland correct yeah but it actually was filmed in oregon or oregon however you pronounce it and uh just <laughs> not oregano listen there's people there's people <laughs> oregon oregon whatever potato and potato exactly yeah. <laughs> listen i want to hear how people say my state name it's hilarious <laughs> especially southerners it's great <laughs> Is it not, not you? Like more southern, like deep southern. Massachusetts. I, I think I'm as, yeah, I think I'm as south as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> but you're Florida. They're like, oh gosh. they don't know what they are. No, <laughs> you have like oh, a God. sprinkle of actual like Floridians who are actually from there, who have been there for generations, who are southern, and then you have everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm part of the 11 percent that was born and raised. There you go. There you go. There, there you yeah. go. See, I'm I'm from Georgia, and when we moved to Tennessee, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't understand these people talking. <laughs> and then we visit Florida for the first time, and I'm like, where are we? <laughs> I'm like, I can't understand these people at all. Is this some fantasy yeah. land? What is going on? I was on? like, I thought we were bad. <laughs> but what I like the most about this is it's, um, like I said, the closest we got to this now is Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And what this movie and cabin in the woods can potentially do is open the door to other types of horror genres and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we can get something other than slasher. Like, you know, we could get like, the, uh, I did it actually. There's a movie called the monster project where this guy, uh, and he auditions real life monsters to haunt this house. And they actually end up turning on him in the camera crew, which is a pretty cool, fun found footage movie, but it could be an anthology thing. Like it can be, Kind of like how Creepshow has different scenarios each episode that could do the same exact thing. I agree. It, it, it's so unique and just not appreciated enough. And I'm just going to keep saying it. Just disappointing. And that's I the second you, time I've said it in the last two weeks about something I, being disappointing to me. Before we get into the movie, I do have a question for everybody here. This just hit me. If they did do a sequel to this movie... I kind of want your opinion on it. I don't think they could do it the same way. I don't think it could be the film no, footage or the documentary I, style. I don't. I don't think they could do that, especially the way that this movie ends. Mm-hmm. I think but, it could be. Yeah, I think it could be with how a lot how receptive um, viewers are now of older techniques. Like we want more practical stuff in movies now. We want like Werewolf by Night was a really good one because they used a lot yeah. of practical shit in it, and we really dug that. So they easily could do another found footage type of or um mockumentary style type of movie but just in a different give us a different town different killer you know it doesn't have to necessarily be about leslie vernon it can kind of be like a under the same umbrella that's true yeah Yeah. i mean to be honest with with how little this movie is talked about you could literally probably make the same movie you could do an evil dead type of thing where you know sam raimi it's it's in the same vain if you think about it like when sam raimi did evil dead it was made for very little money it didn't get very well the reception wasn't great and it got a nc-17 rating or it was unrated so like a lot of people didn't see it more people talked about it but the fact is that sam raimi came back later and did and was like i'm just gonna do it again but i'm gonna add some different elements to it (coughs) ultimately making the same movie but not the same movie 
And I feel yep. they could do it with this because of the fact that it's not talked, you know, behind the mask isn't talked about very much. I mean, it is now, I feel, I feel it's getting, it's, it's a lot more respected now, you know, with, you know, dead meat covering it, of course. And, and, you know, hopefully with us talking about it today and, yeah. you know, Dustin, you've, you know, you've probably talked about it before. It's, you know, hopefully people will open their eyes and actually see this movie and, and see the, I think, the genius that was put into it. But yeah, just make, you could just ultimately make the same movie, just sprinkle in something a little bit different. You could either even bring the same guy back to be Leslie Vernon and just do it again. Just a little bit older with a little bit of extra. Do you guys want to say Dustin? Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, maybe if they did that, bring Leslie Vernon back, but as like the Eugene character. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could do that too. Yeah, that would, that would be great. There we go. Come on, somebody. I, exactly. I'm not, I'm not smart enough to be this to, to write scripts. I can't do that. I'm just throwing out <laughs> and, ideas here. <laughs> no, no, and you're, you're not wrong though, because since it's been 16, 16 odd years, years yeah. since the since the original film, the the you know Leslie Vernon film, they kind of talk about tropes of a lot of films that you know older movies like 80s and 90s and stuff like that, even 70s movies. But you could even like there. I mean, there there are a lot of those that are still used today, but they've changed for the modern audience. So you could do literally, like you said, and just talk about more modern, a more uh, it reflects more a modern horror cinema with somebody else, or again with Leslie Vernon if you wanted to remake it like Evil Dead Two. But yeah, you could. It would be reusing the same idea, but there's a lot of other areas I could explore that they never talked about even in this movie. So yeah, or like what has Leslie Vernon been up to from 2006 to now? Right. You know, I mean, because watching through the credits, you see him get up off the table. And then what happens since? In graphs. <clears throat> yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. It's just, that's, that's the sequel. It's just him. There's somebody, a film crew is following him to the hospital as he's getting all those skin grafts. It's like it's been 16 years and I'm still going. You got to go out of country to do it so people don't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Or they have like a physician they go to specifically, like within the industry. They're, oh, that's they're, uh, there's got to um, be a serial killer, killer doctor that does actual work on serial killers. There has there to go. be in that universe. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anything else we want to add before we jump into this plot? Man, all so, the, the silence is giving me. No, oh, no. There. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're good to go, dude. All right. Behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Starts with a woman working at a diner and she is taking the trash out at night and she gets scared because things are happening. Things are going bump in the night. She sees somebody in the bushes, but does she? The door closes. She gets scared. She runs around the corner and you're like, and then it jumps and then it jumps to uh, the inner Taylor's doing kind of a documentary thing with intro talking about Glen Echo which is great. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting someone to die. But uh, she talks about how Glen Echo is not much different than Crystal Lake, which I love how it, she like breaks down, you know, how Jason Voorhees and all of his victims at Crystal Lake and talks about Elm Street in Springwood or in Ohio. They don't say Springwood. They just say Ohio. But uh, I love how Kane Hodder is living at 1428 Elm Street, which is where Nancy lived in the original, which is awesome. I just love it. It's like, hey, excuse me, sir. Can we have a chat? Just like, just walks in. Like, can we talk about your neighbor, Frederick? And he slams yeah, the door. Oh, yeah, that's face. right. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, we're, yeah. 
<laughs> and they talk about Haddonfields. You know, talk about Michael Myers. They even reference other killers that I guess exist in this universe. They talk about Chucky. They talk about a killer doll. Like it's it's wild. All of the references in this movie, mm -hmm. and it's so well done. Um, and then they talk about Leslie Vernon, the Les the legend of Leslie Vernon. Uh, was a boy who was thrown off of a waterfall was ultimately the story. Yeah. And they had never, they hadn't seen him again. It was like 20 years or something like that. They, they pretty much thought he was dead, but he, but, the, but the, he is like the next big thing. And so they're Taylor and her crew are there to pretty much follow him around and see the, it, you know what it is uh, to be a serial killer in today's age, which is 2006. In the so future you, of 2006. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor goes to the house and you get like that eerie motion, a moment where she keeps looking like she knocks on the door. Nobody answers. You look up the window, you see the, the curtains fluttering around you like, oh, up there. Oh, and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't want to talk to us. And then he just kind of plays a prank on him. He just walks. He's like, ah, it, like scares him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just find out this dude is just a goofball. Now, Dustin. You know, you can just cut in whenever you want when you want to say sure. something. Sure. Yeah, I say the same thing on mine. I'm like, just fucking interrupt me. Just yeah. interrupt. Because I'll just keep going with this pod until somebody just interrupts me. It's, he will. He will. <laughs> One time we stopped recording and left and he just kept talking. Yes. Oh. I had so much to say that day. <laughs> um, I love how we, he they go inside and they're talking to him and he's like, look at all these books. And he's, and he's talking about how like, you know, do these these books help you at all? He's like, well, you don't just read Grey's Anatomy, you know, for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. And he talks about he goes he goes here's my turtles, but don't pet him. He's a little asshole. He goes, but I just stopped feeding him, and the, he just won't fucking die. And they're like, well, turtles are really good like that. <laughs> what were the turtles' names? They had a re there was a reference uh, to them. I don't. I can look real quick, but I don't remember. Something I forgot to write down, but um, I he shows them that he he loves magic, and he does a magic trick, and the one guy is just like, "Holy fucking sweet!" <laughs> like, church, 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 and Zoe, church and Zoe. So church was the cat from Pet Cemetery, mm -hmm. and Zoe was the dog from Pet Cemetery Two. Oh hell yeah! So there's your reference. <laughs> I remember yeah, the references, didn't remember the names. <laughs> he goes, he goes, do you have a deck of cards on you? He goes, why the fuck would I have a deck of cards on me? Yeah. He goes, check your front pocket. All David Blaine style. Yeah, so just, good. Yeah. Holy fucking Which, sweet. <laughs> it would actually, I would assume, would work really well in that line of work. Yeah. You know, right? it's yeah. always like, like escaping and stuff. Like, I, that's, that's I'd have been sure. Yeah. yeah. So good. So it's time to take a trip to his old house so he can show Taylor how he does what he does. And they ask him, it's like, well, why don't you just live here? This is like a good spot. If you're always coming here, he's like, well, you know, I can't live somewhere where everybody thinks I'm dead. Because that would just, you know, I want them to think I'm dead. I want them to think I'm some sort of supernatural being. They just can't see me mowing the fucking lawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not Leslie. It's my goats, man. Goats he's, wearing, he's wearing the mask while he's, he's mowing yeah. the lawn. <laughs> Which I have to say, the mask is cool as hell. 
I think it's yeah. a very iconic mask. Yeah. They it's it's a just another day. He's doing his cardio. He's yeah. talking about the fact of like I I need to make sure that, you know, when they're sprinting away that I'm looking like I'm just walking. But yeah. I still need but to I'm, keep up with them. <laughs> did did you, uh, what for, where did you guys watch this movie at? Was it on like on Shutter? Uh no, or, it wasn't on Shutter, which sucked. It, I had to I had to rent it from Amazon. Yeah, that's where we did. There's a deleted scene about this where he's like, you know, I bet you he's talking to Taylor. He's like, I'll race you to that tree over there, but Uh, I'll give you a a 10 second head start. And she's like, okay, I'll make an all she in high school. She was like a track star. So she goes, go. And she books it and he's booking it. But she turns around and looks and he starts walking. And then she turns around and looks forward booking it. And then he starts booking. It's like red light, green light with him. But she follows and That's how he catches her. He's like. I kept up with you while I was fucking walking, but we see the the goof. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then hang out with him as he scouts his victims. He pretty much talks about the whole plan about how he needs to scout somebody who hangs out with a big group because that's how he kind of gets to. And then he talks about the final girl, which he calls the survivor, the survivor, survivor girl. girl. It's the final industry girl. term. Yeah. <laughs> But and the and she has to be a virgin. That's the only way that it can work. But yes. he needs her to have a group of friends so that he can pick off the friends one by one to then eventually get her down to be the final one and then have her want to seek revenge and fight back. Like that's his whole that's the whole plan. That's kind of the code. And his target, I like how they go to a place and they're scouting people and you get that one the one girl who they're talking about is like oh that girl's a virgin and she right before she is about to go behind the tree she notices them and he's just she like hey them, yeah. did you see that we said she we sensed each other yeah. <laughs> and they're like yeah, well, now then- now what he's like oh uh what do you think i'm gonna no i already got mine planned out this was just to just to show you what i do <laughs> Yeah, and this is one of the the mini Easter eggs where behind her are those little girls jump roping. Yes. From Nightmare on Elm Street. So good. So we go to the diner. We're back to the diner from the beginning of the movie where we where Leslie is explaining that Kelly is his that's who his survivor girl. And he is there because he is going to he likes to like scare them. Like he likes to do some stuff to them to kind of get them to kind of notice him to, to think they saw something even like they did, but they didn't, you know what I mean? Like those moments, like in Halloween when Lori sees Michael for the first time and then you turn and Michael's gone. Get him scared, man. That type of moment. Yeah. Build up the tension. Yeah. So I love it's the, (laughs) they, they do the whole, the whole scare with the brick on the door and Leslie, kind of standing in the bushes and everything and then after everything is all done they do the i love where he's like good job guys pound and bow what the hell is pound and bow, yes. pound and, bow. <laughs> and you you get hugs yeah it's like oh, oh yeah. okay <laughs> yeah i get more ways to just make leslie just more awkward yes yeah, super awkward also, he probably the only people he hangs out with are other people that are like him. So, yep. well, I mean, that's the general thing is a le- I mean, serial killers. Well, yeah, he's a serial killer. Supposed to be weird, awkward people. So, allegedly, 
So we then go to meet Leslie's friends, Gene and his wife, Jamie. And Gene is a retired serial killer. And from what I've read is that he is supposed to be Billy Lenz, who is the killer in 1974's Black Christmas. They never make reference to it, but there has always been, it's always been the idea that was thrown around. Like that's, you know, he is, because Black Christmas is like one of those OG slashers. Yes, we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, so he is kind you know, they he always makes himself out like he is one of the OGs in that field. And at the end of Black Christmas, the killer's never caught, so it's this is what he ended up doing. He went off the grid and <laughs> But we also but the way we meet him is fantastic cuz he's in like a, a a what is it? A deprivation tank buried yeah. in the middle of the yeah. woods. Yeah, oh, I keep forgetting to wake him up. You know, I just I get busy. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, it's like, how long has it been? Three days. Three days! What <laughs> yeah. day? day? It's Tuesday. No, it's Thursday! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His wife's just like, I, I just lost I just lost count of the time. <laughs> yeah. And they support Leslie in his endeavor, of course, because, you know, Gene is just so proud to have somebody who wants to do what he did. So Gene tells the story about his time, about how like it was very, it was a lot harder back then because of the fact of like, it, it was kind of just more of a spur of the moment. There wasn't as much of the planning stages as there is with Leslie's generation. Like mm-hmm. Leslie, you know, spending all this time planning where it was like, nah, I picked the thing. I picked a place, found the people, you do what you had to do and you got out. Kind yeah, of deal. Killed is, everybody in the left. He's like, it's just run. too complicated now. It's too complicated. <laughs> and you have to. So he then talks about the fact that he needs a red herring. So he needs to kill somebody in front of the survivor girl to kind of get again is trying to like build up the the fear in her. And so it's one of those things where it's well, we need to find somebody who's close to her. Oh, well, what what about the library? She hangs out at the library a lot. So let's go there. There's a couple things in this part that I really liked. I liked uh, Eugene's um, description of it because Taylor's like, so can you describe, you know, your art of killing? And he goes, you mean the art of fear and shit like that? He goes, you know, to have good versus evil, there has to be an evil part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's when Taylor kind of like understands, not really, she doesn't really understand throughout the whole thing because she's very uh, hesitant throughout the whole movie. But when he explains it to her that way, she's like, okay, I understand the whole evil, good and evil thing. And then I really fucking like when she goes, when his wife's like, yeah, we just got to chop up these veggies. And he said, he's like cutting the carrot. And it goes, bah, 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 and it's all dust after that. I yeah, thought yeah. That, was, that was fucking rad. <laughs> and I just like how this whole movie treats us. It's, it's not like this one dude who's just like, like, obviously they kill people, so it's they're fucked up. And I like this one dude's just fucked up. It's like legitimately a career for these people. And they an, see an industry, it as a, yeah. yeah, it is. It's a profession for them. Yeah. And, and he goes, Yeah, Fred, Jay, Mike, you know, the, treating <laughs> them like they're co-workers. Like they, yeah. treated, they made it like a curse. You know, they really upped the game by coming back, you know, like you like you're saying, but like they have to they go in, they swoop in, kill the people, get numbers, leave. These people kept returning, which made that that's what upped yeah. the game. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 whole interact that first interaction with Eugene is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. 
he's he's fantastic in every like the way he delivers all of his lines and just you know it gets it gets taylor to react like she's just sitting there like holy yeah. shit like it's one of those like every time she hears something new it's always i think in her mind of like what the hell have i gotten myself into yeah because it's one of those things like what have you gotten yourself into like what are you supposed to do with this information i mean yeah. you later see in the movie what she ends up doing with it because she has yeah. to she has to make that you know that call of like what's the moral decision behind everything that's happening around her yeah and this is also a part when they're actually when they enter eugene's house they walk by sam raimi's oldsmobile yep like oh, ash's yeah. car yeah. and then there's the fucking um the limit the hellraiser cube the, the configuration the limit yep. configuration just sitting there yeah. just yeah. sitting there eyes like up and that's another thing like is, is is pinhead part of this universe you know i mean why right. would he have that you know it's just one of those things where Eugene's just sitting there. He does the thing just so he can hang out with Pinhead and have a chat that's about it's, killing him. That's how he calls him. Yeah. Hey, but the thing is, is like day. Pinhead. <laughs> but if you think about it, Pinhead really isn't a serial killer, so it doesn't make sense. Oh. But I mean, I like the Easter egg. Like they don't ever yeah, mention yeah. Pinhead. But in, if you think about it, he's just a servant of hell. Yeah. It's, you Unless, can say the same for Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is just. Mm. He's not. He's he's summoned. He's not the bad guy of the movie. The bad guy right. is the people who killed. The, who who is he seeking vengeance on? Right. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you guys called me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that like he, he takes off his like cooking apron, puts it up on the wall and shit. So good. <laughs> I got to clock in. I got to go. <laughs> and his wife's God. like, "Where are you going? I got, I got to clock in." Like, <laughs> damn! Call this late. Oh, I really need to make that payment, though. Yeah. That's an easy two grand. It's an easy two grand, babe. <laughs> so funny. So they go to the library, and Leslie breaks down the whole plan of what are they going to do. He decides he's going to fake a news article about a relative of Kelly, who was responsible for Leslie's mom's death. <laughs> it's a whole thing. And I just love Very the fact he's like, everybody nowadays is using CGI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. It's so funny. And when he's setting everything up, when they actually get in the library, like they break into the back of it and they're hiding in the rows of books and he's just a silent assassin. Like he is moving around the library and you hear nothing. He's like, what? Where'd he go? Did you catch him? Like, where is he at? And he's like, oh, there he is. Yeah. As he's like putting the paper and you hear nothing. And then we get the creepiest part of the movie when Todd, the gross pervert, is um, saying weird sexual things about a 17-year-old girl. It's fucked up, Todd. Shut the fuck up. I Yeah, I can't just, dis- I cannot disagree with that statement, Park. Yeah, it's true facts. Um, I will say this is kind of the point in the movie where I don't know what, uh, what was her name, Taylor? I blanked it. Uh, the, the, Taylor. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know at what point she just thought this was bullshit, or like this where she kind of like realizes like there's some weight to what's gonna happen tonight because we're you know part of the plan. Yeah. So dude, she just sits there sometimes and she's like, Oh, okay, that makes sense. And I'm like, No, no, this none is of this does not make sense. <laughs> this this is either going to be a a fucking huge ploy and you're going to be just the laughing stock or it's going to be real and you're going to be an accomplice at the least. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like he's the one that has to go into hiding, not them, you know? So it's like, yeah. what's going to happen to them later? Yeah, right? <laughs> There's <laughs> evidence, man. So Kelly falls for the trap. She finds the article. She goes up to the librarian played by Zelda Rubenstein. I, in my notes, because I completely forgot what her name was, I just put Poltergeist Lady. Uh, she tells, I love that she tells the story of Leslie Vernon in kind of like that very dramatic you know, with yes. her voice. So I guess in reality, she didn't actually sound like that. Like her voice was very high pitched, but like she actually used like she manipulated her voice to sound more like her character from Poltergeist. That's what I read. I could be wrong. Somebody yell at me if I am. Gilbert Godfrey did the same thing. He still had oh, that boy. very annoying voice, but it wasn't as like forced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, she tells the story about Leslie Vernon and all that. And I don't need to retell it because I told it a little bit earlier. But as she's telling the story, Kelly notices that there is that Leslie is behind the librarian. She screams. But guess who's there? Doc Holleran. Played by Robert England, which is awesome. And and of course, he's supposed to be like Dr. Loomis from Halloween. He's like. Leslie, don't do it. And then he kills the librarian, which you never actually see. She just falls. Yeah. And then, yep. and then yeah. he like escapes in the most dramatic fashion where he's just jumping on all the bookcases. And it's like, of yeah. course, Doc is shooting at Adam and stuff like Love that. It. And then he just disappears. So Doc's name is derived from The Shining. It's uh, so Doc comes from the nickname that Danny Torrance had. And Holleran is um, from the character. The other what was it? What was his name? Um, he, the other guy that had the Shining, right? Like the, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Was it Dick? Is it Dick Holleran? Yes. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I know yeah. who he is. Though, yeah. The Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. You think I'd remember these characters? But my brain—it's because we're recording, and my brain decides I don't want to work right now. <sighs> Welcome to podcasting, everybody. Uh, Taylor decides she wants to go visit Kelly at the diner, even though Leslie told her not to. And she just kind of wants to see what's going on. But Doc's there too. And he comes up and he's like, I don't know what you're doing. And he, but I know that you're, he pretty much figures out that they are with Leslie and you get the whole backstory of how, how Leslie isn't who he says he is. And you get that whole thing. He's like, what is he calling himself now? Leslie Vernon. And you find out what his actual name is. To the point where when they leave, Leslie confronts them and she gets pissed off about it. And he's like, well, what's your actual name? And that's when he gets this is when you see like this. This is when you actually see like a scary part of Leslie where he's like super serious. He like pins her up against the van and he's just like, don't, you know, don't do this. Like, don't ruin this for me. And then eventually, but eventually he ends up. Um, telling her who he actually is. So he is from Reno, Nevada. He goes. I think he was at Leslie Mascot, like Mancuso, 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 which is a reference to one of the Friday the Thirteenth producers of Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really like that. That he's like, he's she's like. He goes, "Are we going to pretend we already had this conversation, or do you actually want to have it?" 
And she's like, Leslie goes, all right, there's your part. And he fucking grabs her and puts her up against the van and says, don't ruin my life's fucking plans. Uh, just because you, I, you, I explicitly told you not to go and talk to her. And you went and did the one thing I asked you not to do. And like you said, the, the, the switch flipped. And that's the first time we really get to see like the scary side of Leslie that he hasn't shown them at all. Yeah. Which, which is great because it just it escalates from there for the rest of the movie. So he talks about how where he's from, what his real name is. He talks that tells her that Doc is, was his psychiatrist. Of course, this is very Halloween, and he just wanted to. He ends up getting. He tells her that he got a restraining order on him. So like, if he tries to do anything, he's the one who's going to get arrested, not him. Nice, I'm nice. Like, this dude is so smart. I don't know if that's yeah. how a restraining order works. But uh, I, that's hilarious. Taylor decides to stick it out. She really like is flip flopping between whether or not she wants to stick with this or not. Be just because it all changed for her. She thought she was following somebody who like the real legend of the story, but it was just somebody who kind of inherited the the whole legend. So, but she makes the decision to stick it out. Leslie. Taurus his ancestral home where he shows her all the different you know rooms and like where everything's going to happen you know here's the living room where they're all going to hang out here's the bedroom where the you know these two people are going to come up and they're going to they're going to have sex and I love the whole thing about the closet about like yeah. about going in the closet it's like it's like a womb you know you're emerging it's like emerging from the womb I was like that's a weird ass reference for a closet but all right I, yeah, like I he's like, dude, you gotta that. have standards, man. Yeah. You don't go into the closet. That's a sacred place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he has everything all broken down and exactly what is gonna happen. He shows her I love where he goes into the shed. He tells her about the axe, about how he loosened all the stuff on the on the weapons, just because he's like, hey, if they're gonna get me, they gotta have one good swing. Like if they get a good swing yeah. on me, then I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. And I like when he walks up to the window and he goes, Yeah, they're nailed shut. And he goes, and she goes, well, wouldn't they just break through? And he goes, hmm, you would think they would, <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if they do, it's always on the roof, and then they're kind of screwed. And you're like, oh yeah. my god, he's literally playing out these slasher movies and the stupid ass decisions all these victims do. Oh, yeah. it's, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. So, the oh, sorry, go ahead. Dead, with the flashlights having dead batteries in them, yes. yeah, the branches, yeah, yeah. branches being pre-cut. You know, yeah. you get rid of all the big branches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely prepping for the night. Absolutely. So and I, and and then you get the whole thing where he talks about he talks about the axe again, and he compares it to his manhood. He's like, when when the fight when the survivor girl takes that axe, it's like she's taking my manhood. Yeah. And she's using it to empower herself, and I'm like, wow, these. Yeah, analogies are insane. Yeah. <laughs> How he it, he goes, he goes, she grabs my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that, dude. It's so <laughs> it's so good. Oh man. So Leslie points out the obvious poor decisions by horror victims, which we just mentioned. Uh the final part of the night is told. The Ahab moment. Which we, we didn't mention before, but when Doc Holleran shows up at the library. He go. They go back to Gene and Jamie's house, and they watch the video back 
of Doc showing up and they in Leslie's pumped because he has a an Ahab, which is a reference to Moby Dick. You know, he yep. has that, you know, he, he, like nemesis. Dr. Loomis and stuff. Yeah, he's got that nemesis and he is pumped. I, and he, did you see the movie did on the ground where he like does a flip and he just flips yeah. himself back? Out. I'm like, this man is yeah. agile as hell. Yeah, he is. <laughs> And we get the final girl moment, of course, where it's her squaring off against him and kind of like the apple orchard because you find out that the whole story was that uh, Leslie, the legend of Leslie was that he killed his parents and then he hung his mom in like one of the apple trees, right? In the orchard. Something like and, that, yeah. and, oh, I love the, that, the scene earlier in the movie was like, you hear if you if you listen real closely, you can hear her out there. They're all she's like, just, it's like, she's like, I'm just kidding. You can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, that's like at least a month away. So yeah. Oh my God. I did not expect to laugh as much as I did watching yeah. this movie. It has some decent yeah. humor. In it. So we also talk about the fact of like, don't, you don't hang out with the virgin because you're, no. because if you hang out with a virgin, you're going to die. You, because that's what a serial killer is looking for is the group that has that virgin. And oh, this these were the rules. So it was don't don't hang out with a virgin, don't hide, and don't be a hero. So don't fight back. Just run. Yeah. That is what they say. Just when you're when you're facing off against a serial killer, just run. So Leslie prepares for the night ahead and I like where he's prepping himself. He's got his like the the shit he's putting on his face, like flame retardant. Like it's uh to help prevent. Well, actually, there you go. He might not need skin grafts because that stuff's supposed to prevent him from uh yeah. catching on fire. Right. And uh and then if he gets cut, it's supposed to like like how boxers they put the shit on their face when right. they get their eyebrows busted yeah. open. I didn't so think of that to be honest, just like constricted yeah. blood vessels and shit like that. His face. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There you go. There's the. And answer. then he just. It, then he just starts crying. Yeah. He's, sort of he's so happy. He's, dude, he's, he, it, it, his time has come. Like the night his whole life has been planning for is tonight. I remember when I watched the, when I watched the kill count on this, I, I don't remember like everything from beginning to end. So when I really expected him to kind of, it was one of those things where he does all the prepping and then he can never do it. And then you find out like he never killed anybody. But that, that, that is not what right. happens. It's not what happens. And I love that. That's like you were expecting one thing, but you got like, no, this guy is a killer. Like he does kill people because it yep. was the first. I think the first. Well, he kills the librarian, but you don't really see anything. She just kind of falls. Yeah, it's it's the moment in the house where they're waiting on the other side of the bedroom and they're waiting for the two people to come up to have sex. And then you see him walk out there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's popping himself up. Yeah. It's so good. And he walks out there and you just hear like the, the screaming and the, the sounds of like his scythe going into them. It reminds me of like, uh, for any of you that grew up watching wrestling, it reminds me of literally like a wrestler getting ready. If you've seen him like right before they walk out, like on the ramp, they have that staging area. And sometimes you'd see them kind of like pumping themselves up before they go out. And yeah. that's what that reminded me of. Cause he even called it a staging area. He's like, this area is, this is going to be our staging area. I just see like people banging on the door and Leslie coming out, being followed by security. Goldberg style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. But this is the part, like I like when Taylor's like, that's what she's like, 
fuck you know like she knows like everything's like set in right there yeah. and then leslie goes whoosh, whoosh, comes back in and he goes yeah i did it and she gets fucking she's angry yeah you know she's like she's like you actually did this and he's like all right all right fuck this let's get out here now yeah, <laughs> yeah. i love how they just walk outside like there's not a bunch of kids in the house like they hear nothing they just go outside like come on you guys yeah. stay here in the van that's right outside the house that ever all these teenagers are hanging out in <laughs> they just drove by it yeah like it's like it was there it's been there for 20 plus years yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good but a little bit earlier yeah we talked about how he gets emotional while he gets ready he's crying um also the fact that taylor asks him if he has feelings for kelly he's like yeah you kind of have to but not in that way like i you know it's just i'm just excited this is this is my night and yeah so yeah he does the the first two kills taylor gets upset they get thrown outside and he tells he tells her he's like this is what i was born to do no matter what happened it doesn't matter what happened in my life like it doesn't there doesn't need to be an origin of why i do this i was just born to do this and you're like okay that's cool there's we don't need a like a traumatic childhood any of that type of thing it's just like no he just decided one day he wants to wanted to be a serial killer because <laughs> you don't get any history about him, his actual character, like who he really is. It's always about yeah. the legend of Leslie Vernon, not about who this actual guy. So which is cool. I'm glad yeah, we like didn't that get too. that because I think it would have ruined it. I agree. I like the he, lack just, of he just was like, I'm a killer. This is what I want to do. So Taylor decides that she is going to stop Leslie. So she and of course, she persuades the crewman Todd in. Is it Gary? Doug. 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 Yeah. Doug. This Go is ahead. what this is. This is what our perspective changes. By the way, yes, yeah. because it, it the documentary is over. So now we are in a we're an actual movie now, and we are seeing the. Taylor and the crew go into the house and warn the teenagers. Of course, you got the stoners who are just like, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> what up there with that Shane dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like how they go upstairs because like, they're expecting to find you know Kelly by herself, and Kelly is just riding this man. She is yeah. riding this dude. I was like, dude, and, and they kind of like, <laughs> they kind of play off earlier, Todd. It's like, well, this isn't her first time, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was it was not what I was expecting. I they just opened that door. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, outside of the um, the shitty comments they made earlier in the movie, this is the point I really started liking the film crew. Like when they changed this perspective, because yeah. they literally become the the goofball characters. They commit more even more comedic relief for the movie and what this did is I really liked is this is when you start to realize Leslie worked them into the equation as well. Yeah. Like he, he had before they even talk about it. Like you're like, they are now part, they're accounting for three extra people now, yeah. which I thought was super tight. And that's the thing is like Leslie Vernon's like three steps ahead of that whole group now, yeah. which is fucking pretty, pretty good. So yeah, so she's not the virgin anymore. So it's one of those things where they, they're not figuring they're like who what's going on this kind of screw because taylor initially <laughs> initially goes oh well this fucks with his plan so he's gonna have to figure something else out because there's no virgin now <laughs> the fucking mm. the other girl 
when they're like, uh, you're the virgin. And the other oh, girl goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not the virgin anymore. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. Uh, the stoners go outside to investigate the shed. They're like, don't do it. It's like, ah, we're fine. We're fucking stoned out of our minds. They go in there. One of them gets killed and the other one, of course, gets killed as well. Uh, Leslie has to rearrange his plans. At least that's what you think. And you see, he notices that Taylor's trying to sabotage the night. And then Kelly just falls out the window. She just jumps out the window and yeah. dies. Well, it's the second story. She went and grabbed that, that big branch that was pre that shows. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pre-cut pre branches. Because yeah. isn't that isn't that when they go upstairs like oh the dead bodies upstairs let's go show them the dead bodies and they're right. killed in the room yeah. and that's when they're they up there and there's no bodies yeah yeah there's no the blood door, or anything the door starts violently jiggling and then that's when Kelly smacks the window on the second story and grabs that branch yep and then Leslie's down on the ground looking up at him yep. it's great shots great shots by the way anytime you see Leslie yeah. he's you never actually see him sprinting. He's always just kind of popping in, popping out or just there like a, like, you know, like any type of um, slasher killer, like mostly yeah. like it kind of reminded me of like Michael Myers uh, from the original Halloween where it's, you you know, you never see Michael running. Um, yeah. It's or always Jason, him just any original ones. Yeah. And then, so. Or just <laughs> living in a living in a fucking sewer. It's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Sometimes Man. you just got to go down there for a few years after you get some town folks. Hi, but, my yeah. name's Corey Cunningham, and I kill people. Dude, oh, we nice. the, mask, the rise now. of Corey Cunningham. Let's watch it. Let's make this a movie. <laughs> Dude, I just hate that that kid just fucking wrestled my Oh, Myers. no. Hey, dad, he bro wrestles it. I think got his ass kicked so up. mad. Dude. dude, this this is the same dude who got his ass beat by the fucking oh band. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't we already do this review? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah. it again. I've so talked funny. about it on the last three episodes. I'm like, this movie fucking sucked. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man. So, hey, Todd. <laughs> oh, Scott. Fucking Halloween ends. I hate it. I hate it so much. So, of course, Todd is trying to be the hero. So he's like, hey, I'm going to distract him. I'm going to go run and he. I'm going to have him chase me. And everybody else kind of goes into the barn. Todd, but then Todd like falls into like a mud pit or something like that. Or it's like the middle of the. Well, what he talks about, Leslie has a has a set of rules as well. And his number one rule is no one escapes. So he going back to him talking about his mom being hung in the apple orchard. He goes, yeah, the, the, the dirt becomes flooded with blood. Like that's part of the lore of him. And Todd's like, what the, he, he starts running and he gets caught. And he's like, what the fuck? Like it actually happening to him. Um, cause it wasn't happening to him prior, you know, cause they were out there a month before. So, I mean, Leslie did something, but yeah, that's, that's what he fell and tripped in was that part of Leslie Vernon's story was the apple orchard running with blood. Oh, I didn't yeah, pick that I missed up. that, so that's that's good. Very cool. <laughs> very cool. Taylor figures out that she's the final girl. Well, mostly the one of the high school guys is like, no, you're the final girl. You're the virgin. She's like, <gasps> and then they made fun of her. He ain't virgin. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's when uh, that's when they're in the top of the barn. And yeah. then she has this moment, like he's ahead of us. And then she's like, "Oh fuck!" Like he, this is all the plan. Like all of this has happened is part of the plan, not the plan he originally told them. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking genius. Yeah. Can we talk about the beautiful 
it's not. It was this is a joke. But like the great shot that the cameraman had to do of the girl as she's climbing the ladder, they had to like, oh, upskirt. You're like, yeah, oh, good. That didn't yeah. have to happen. But all right. Well, remind me to talk about the tits later on at the end of this oh fucking God, movie. No, we can I talk was, about yeah. it now because yeah, that's yeah, part yeah, of the plan. Yeah. That was part of the okay. planning. So like, <laughs> does that not just seem like the most like? We filmed this movie, my guys. There's no tits in it. It doesn't fit with the genre. My God, I would just put this like jump kind of tip. Uh, yeah, probably completely different person. Just <laughs> titties. a mannequin is probably fake. Like it yeah, looks titties. fake as fuck. Yeah, oh, titties oh, and fondling, and it makes me think. Have you guys ever seen the movie Waiting? Yes. Yeah, the uncut version with the the bush scene and then the goat. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what it makes me think of. It's like the shit that was just <laughs> added after the fact. Yeah, just oh, so you get God. some tatters. Jesus, yeah. I completely forgot to mention that, but like it was like it was so out of place. It just felt so out of place. It did. It didn't. It felt like so it was included in post production. Like fuck, put this back in. I say it's not a dissect that film episode. If we if there is not some tits in a movie, we we have to talk about them. And it's Angela just sits there and goes, "Fucking god I'm damn it!" <laughs> so yeah, so Leslie had this whole thing planned all along. The fact that. Taylor is the final girl or the survivor girl, as they t- say in this movie. Uh, Doug ends up knocking out Doc. Dude, I fucking love that. <laughs> Clink! <laughs> Smacks him upside the head. Yeah. I, I just fall. That shit was, that's gold. It's, it makes me laugh every single time I see that shit. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. The two other I kids see- get killed. Uh, you get the the girl, of course, and also the guy as well that were left from the high school group. And then Leslie gets knocked out. I know. So yeah, he falls off the uh, that second tier, that second story after hanging the football kid. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he caught, he rises up like Michael Myers, and he gets in a tussle with Doc, and it looks like Doc dies. Because it looks like he stabs him with the scythe. Because yeah. in my notes, it's like, oh, Leslie kills Doc. Wrong. Leslie stalks Taylor. And he stalks her. And of course, this is the final part of the plan where he's in the apple orchard. Or she's in the apple orchard kind of going around with the axe that she knows has the loose Whoa. head on it. Which is weird because she went all the way to the back of the barn, not the one that he showed her. You know, like he's like oh. at the he's like here, it's this one right here. It's like at the when she opens the door, she went all the way to the back of the shed and grabbed the one from back there. Yep. Yeah. So, well, oh. don't for, don't forget that like Doug, he's like I, I love her, Leslie, and I'll protect oh, her. He yeah. just fucking smashes his head into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just out. <laughs> yeah. I thought he died. I thought he was another death. Too. I was like, oh no, and she gets a good hit on him with the axe, but the head falls off. So you find out that, yeah, of course, based on the information you're giving that she got a different axe, uh, he sabotaged all of them. Yeah, you might because, have worked in the equation, yeah. Yeah, because he yep. figured that she would, because she knew she was going to grab uh, a different one. Yep. But he disappears, just like any slasher uh, villain. They get a good, a good licking, and then they just up and disappear. She then goes into the cider house where they went earlier in the movie and he shows her the the apple the cider press which is such a weird thing i'm like that's disgusting 
Do you see all those apples? That's nasty. I mean, I mean people used to make wine with their feet. <laughs> they still do, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, I know they do she, like why at wineries they do that. Like you can oh, would you like to squash the grapes with your feet? No, no. thank you. No, no. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> so Taylor does the most predictable final girl thing ever. As smart as she is, coming up to this old fucking cider barn. Instead of going in with the fucking handle of the, the axe, which still has some weight, because like, just the respect. Awesome. Like, Why? <laughs> so they get into a fight. Taylor gets the upper hand and forces Leslie's head into the into the press and then squeezes it to the point where he takes his mask off and he's like, Taylor, oh. And then she and then of course she does it a couple more times and you think, ah, he's dead. And then she, yeah, that's, that's where he proclaims that he, it was her all along. Yep. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, she burns down the, she burns it down with him inside. And of and course, throws the axe like, handle in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course you get the very dramatic of her outside the barn going, ah! <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like you had to have that. And you find out that Doug and Doc are alive. You know, Doc's a little bit more uh, worse for wear, but Doug, yeah. Doug's still here, and he gets a... Uh, you look like they're about to smooch, but they don't smooch. You're like, oh, that'll be a booming relationship. <laughs> and they just stand there and watch the barn burn. And then the credits roll. I was going to say, Doc's sitting here like, yes, this is all great and celebratory, but I'm bleeding the fuck out right now. <laughs> he did stab yeah. me with a scythe. <laughs> and they talk about, like, do you think he'd ever come back and... Uh, Doc hits him with the line that he's just a man. You know, he's just a he's just a guy. Just a man. Yeah. Very Dr. Loomis of him. Very. He didn't he didn't shoot him six times though. No. Six no, times. And <laughs> yes, and, and remember, that's retconned in Halloween ends as well, because he's just a man. Yeah. Fuck Halloween ends. We don't need to talk about that. Fucking <laughs> I don't movie. want to talk. But, I uh, listen to at least seven fucking podcasts about Halloween oh, I'm ends, sure. and not many oh, of yeah. them are very far off from each other. <laughs> no, but, it's, but uh, when we get the credits of uh, when you have him in the fucking the morgue, that dude with the wig is Kane Hodder for his second cameo. Oh, is it? Wait, the morgue yeah. worker? It's yes. Kane That's Hodder. cool. Yeah. And then yeah. the song is playing. You know, it's like Psycho Killer. Yes. My yeah. wife knew it was. I've heard it before, but singing it. Yeah, she was. I was like, this is fitting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. Like <laughs> muted your mic. You muted hey, your mic. You're muted. You're muted. Ah. He must have actually muted it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Halloween ends. That's what happened. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck this movie. No, I just like that it's ha- like, you know, the, the credits are rolling and then by the end, uh Leslie's body rises. Yeah. And so, and like that style, scared like, me. Yeah, like that part it, scared me because I'm like, I know it's gonna happen. Then I'm like, well, maybe it's not gonna happen. And then it happens. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. you you expect it to be like a lot of movies that do that, where it's like, oh, there's gonna be like the thing during the credit, but it's only like a part of the credits. This is the whole fucking credit scene. This one song plays the whole credit scene, and it's just this shot going, which is great. Yeah, it's cool because it plays off of the uh, the documentary being the CCTV stuff. So it kind of it. It's yeah. in it. It feels organic. It's yeah. really good. Really good. And that's it, guys. That is the end. What more? This. Yes. I know. We more. Need more. But that is the end, guys, unfortunately. And it was a perfect runtime. Another 90 minute movie. 
Oh, it's great, dude. It felt great. Good good pacing. Well, that is it for behind, 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 behind the mask. I'm not drunk, guys. Don't worry. The Rise of (laughs) Leslie Vernon. Oh, man, what a fun movie. Uh, I couldn't. I I mean, for me, I know for me, this definitely gets our the the DTF seal of approval. Two thumbs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dustin, thank you so much for recommending us this movie and coming on to talk about it. It was an absolute blast. And uh, looking definitely looking forward to having you back on again to talk about whatever whatever the next movie will be. Next week, though, guys, for episode 78, I have no idea what we're doing because I didn't plan ahead because life is busy and um, my dumbass was just not prepared. So what I'm going to do is, Justin, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to have you pick us a movie for next week. Go. It would be spooky. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be spooky because this is our technical final episode of Spooktober. It could be anything. Don't make a shit, oh, please. Please. <laughs> I say that and I'm like, oh no, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> um, you guys haven't done the faculty yet, right? No, we haven't. There you go. It's got there a Terminator we go, guys. Too. And I have it, it right there on DVD. I am excited Good. now. So for episode 78. We're going to be talking about the faculty, everybody. And you're going to be like, but didn't you just talk about phantoms? Yes, we did. Uh, but it's not the same. It's a different movie, guys. Robert Rodriguez. It. It's going to be a fun time. Thank you, Dustin, for uh, for choosing that out of out of thin air there and giving us, <laughs> giving us a quick. I just literally I was going into this recording like, damn it. I don't know what the hell we're doing next week. <laughs> I didn't talk to anyone else to guest on here. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> But next week, the faculty, very excited to talk about that movie. Um, Dustin, thank you so much for being on. It was a blast. I am looking forward to one day uh, being able to guest on your show. You guys are more, all three of you are more than welcome. All three of you are more than welcome. No, not Dan. Oh, not Dan. (laughs) I knew it. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Never mind. I'll I'll retract that invitation. No, no, that's no, great. No. I like that. Um, I like it. I like appreciate, it. Again, like it's it's awesome. I mean, ever since we started doing this podcasting thing almost two years ago now, it's it's awesome meeting all you all these amazing people who are doing the same thing and doing great at it. I mean, you guys are you know fairly new doing your thing and your your episode. Like I've been listening. I, I mean, I I gotta go. I gotta start from the beginning because I kind of I'm like halfway through. But you guys are doing a great job and. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything you guys do in the future. I love the the camaraderie you have with your co-hosts. It's it's great, and um, definitely looking forward to hearing from from more guests as well. Because yeah. uh, the movie dumpster episode was fucking superb. I mean, those guys was, are fucking hilarious. But <laughs> that was yeah, that was a t- that one was a t- that's probably I, I love all of them, but that one's probably my favorite episode, uh, just because of the camaraderie and. <laughs> everything we just we the tangents we would just fucking go on about yeah, the yeah. mdu yeah yeah <laughs> MDU. Dude, granny van dam comes up a lot <laughs> <laughs> i still don't know who that is <laughs> i'm so lost Shit. <laughs> oh god all right everybody um so this unfortunately due to some things happening in my life there's not going to be any other content other than this episode for this week uh, because 
I won't be able to do any editing on it. So this will be it for this week for content. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to cover any of the well as this releases the last couple episodes of Chucky because of things. And then for we're not gonna be able to do a fresh cut this week, but hopefully we'll be able to do one the week after. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to cover Hellraiser or Black Adam because Black Adam released. Uh, by the yeah, time, I want to see that this weekend coming up. So, but this was <sighs> this is a good time, guys. Hopefully you're all looking forward to this episode. It was great having Dustin on. Make sure to go uh, check out the Flicks and Friends podcast. Where where can people find you, Dustin? Uh, we're on everything except for YouTube right now. So between Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, uh, Buzz uh, Buzzsprout, uh, anywhere on there. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at fl- all at Flicks and Friends Podcast. Alrighty, and all of those links will be down in the description. So if you guys can't catch all that, you can just click the links down below. Do you have a link tree? I do. I can. I'll send that link tree over. All right. Cool. That is the the best way I feel for people to to get a, all of your all into all your stuff. Dean and Angela, all their links are going to be down in the description, as always. <laughs> you can find all of our links in the description. We get down in the link tree. Uh, you can find all of the different places that the show shows up. I mean, you're listening to us right now, so clearly you've already found us. And we're also on YouTube. Make sure if you even if you listen to us, go to the YouTube page. Drop us a sub. Drop us a sub. It's free. You know, hit that. Put that thumbs up. Don't do the thumbs down. Come on. Even if you don't like it, just don't rate it. And leave us a comment because it's. I like reading comments. Good comments. Also, if you listen <laughs> to us on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or anywhere you can rate or review us, make sure to do that. Uh, I I listen primarily on Good Pods where you can actually rate and review uh, episodes individually. Also, you can rate the show itself. So that's really cool. And it's a great app for indie podcasts. And um, yeah, that's about it. You can find all my links down in the description as well. Mine aren't as important as the show. Well, guys. Wait. 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 You have a a comment. Oh, that's right. I did it a little late because, again, my ass is so freaking behind with everything. I tweeted out today uh, about Dustin being on the show and what we were talking about and asked if anyone had any thoughts on this movie, and we did get one comment, which is cool, because I did send it out like two hours before we started recording. Um, And he said, this is uh, The Real Pete, or Pete from MCFC. I very much enjoyed the ideas and execution in Behind the Mask. I particularly like the scene in the alley at her work. That is a very good scene. I really like the tension in there. It's very old school uh, slasher. Very good. Thank you so much for the comment, Pete. Uh, I'm going to try to be a little bit better at s- sending out that tweet a couple days before we do the recording. So I guess you guys a couple days, but also maybe future me will show up during the edit. And you guys, if somebody sends a comment after we're done recording this and then, you know, we'll add those in later on, depending on when I get this uh, episode edited. Yes. But, thank you, Pete. Yeah. Thank you, Pete. And yeah, thank you, Pete. <laughs> yes. And thank you, Dustin. Again, for being here, make sure to go check out the Flicks and Friends podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts because they're great. And so is Dustin. I try. We're few and Thank you guys for letting us uh, or letting me come on and talk this movie with you. Um, I'm always a little skeptical when I share this movie with people because I don't know what the respect, how they'll be recepted. 
But I'm super stoked you guys all really liked it. Me too. Yeah. I'm glad that every movie that we've had a guest on has been a good one because I am waiting for that moment a guest requests something that's not so good. <laughs> and I have to shit pretend. all over me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't pretend here. No. <laughs> Dan Shirley doesn't. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> well, in that case, Dan, you are invited to the show. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dustin. We appreciate you so much. Thank you again. It's 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 great to to bring people on and and to share the passion that we share and talking about movies. But until next time, everybody. I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming, and that is Dustin of the Flicks and Friends podcast. This has been the Dissect That Film podcast, episode seventy-seven. We'll see y'all again next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.